like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing like the view from the cheap seats. Ryan Stanzel here with John King. We are finally, we are almost there, hours away from game one of the Twins' next playoff series. Will this be the year the 18 in a row ends? I predicted this a while ago. I certainly think it will be. Uh, you know, Kinger, I, I I believe this was happening, but I didn't really believe it for, for real until I saw the bunting being hung today at Target Field, and I said, it's October baseball. You know, I knew it the second we switched to these awesome, controversial hats um, that we are a team – destined for greatness that's why they gave us the 338 start times that's when you know they got your <laughs> got their eye on you when they go trip 338s all in a row that's big that's a, that's this, a good sign this is the uh, this is the playoff episode of make love not war powered by pull tab sports uh again this is ryan stands along with with john king i said i want to i want to remind everybody i said back in july they would win a playoff series I don't think a lot of people agreed with me at that point. They were still in first place. Um, you know, going into the season, we knew this division was not very good. Cleveland, though, last year surprised some people, no, most notably the Twins front office, uh, with the come-from-behind division title. Uh, you know, with the new schedule this year, it isn't like they just beat up on the same bad four teams the whole year. They they actually beat some good teams. Uh, they are going to play a team in the, in the playoffs that has a better record than them. But you think – I mean, you just look at what this team did this year, according to expectations. Would you believe Byron Buxton played more than half the season? It seems like we haven't thought about him since May. Um, he's got more than 300 at-bats, not expected to see any in this series. Carlos Correa hit 230. He's played almost the whole year. Seems like he hasn't. Um, you know, a guy I proclaimed last year is the next big thing. I think you did too. Uh, Jose Miranda buried in the minors. We haven't seen him since early May. All that, if I have told you all that in April – that was all happening you'd be like you'd be on a boat right now at an 85 degree day in october in minnesota not doing this podcast with me right that's true now i'm going to ask some questions of you since i think a lot of people kind of come in for playoff baseball right they sort of dive in that's not my situation i have followed this team this year but i would i, I my first question is what is the current status of Royce Lewis. We saw him with the uh, the ankle injury or the hamstring. I think they ended up saying it was. Where are we at with his health? What are you hearing? What what What's his status for this three-gamer starting Tuesday? Pretty sure your guy's in. Um, it would take a lot to have him miss this. I think he, he was kind of non-committal today, um, but it would be extremely unlikely that he wouldn't. I, I don't think we're going to see him in the field, which is fine. I think we're going to see him as the, as the DH, you know, hitting third or fourth. But um, this guy's the leader we think he is. And he's had a couple of weeks off to get ready. He's going to be in the lineup tomorrow. And pretty sure he's going to be uh, pumped before the game and and during. I did. Uh, I brought you something here. Um, do you know what this is? Uh, it's a pumpkin. That's a Royce, a lantern. So oh, you, can, right. tell by the, you can tell by the eye black there that that's Mr. Lewis. I haven't yeah. carved it yet. And then I got the back, I got the new Twins logo on there. And so... I'll come one, smash that at your house because you know what I think about that logo. So don't leave that outside. So once we get the first playoff victory, I'm going to carve it and then we will have a new light 
burning in the state of Minnesota. We are back. We're headed towards Minnesota. That's that's it's going to start tomorrow. So tell us about uh, Toronto. What who is this team we're playing? What should we be worried about? How do we match up against them? What's your scouting report? You know, I think they're a team a lot like the Twins. They've got a couple, two or three really big names with big bats, um, and a couple of solid pitchers. You know, the one and two spot, three spot might be a bit of a question mark. Um, but I think it's all going to come down to starting to starting pitching in this. Probably a little bit the bullpen too. But you know, I don't expect an 11-10 game. If it is if the if the Twins give up eleven, I doubt if they'd score ten. Um, but you know, they played in the in what I consider because my Yankees sucked and whatever other than the Yankees and maybe the Red Sox they played in the hardest division in Major League Baseball the AL East and they um, you know they they couldn't quite catch Baltimore but they've been pretty good all year they finished strong um, they did the, lose the last couple of games but it, it didn't really matter but you got guys like Vlad Guerrero Jr. Bo Bichette George Springer obviously playoffs tested from the Astros those are three guys that the 330 p 3.38pm spotlight is not too big for them George Springer is going to say I'm playing in prime time usually. This this twilight doesn't bother me. What do you who do you think the guy the twins fans will hate by the end of this series, win or lose? Who becomes the enemy of the state of Minnesota? Um, probably Guerrero, just because you know he's kind of a name factor, obviously, with his dad. Um, plays with a bit of swagger. Um, you know, I I think the twins are gonna win this series, but if, if they don't, I think the guy that's gonna latch up, they're gonna hate course is going to be um Burrios because he starts game three the former of all the things that could happen around here right Jose Burrios starts game three against his former team kind of wanted to sign here twins said they didn't want they didn't want to spend the money uh allegedly and now he's excelling in Toronto we kind of had kind of an up and down year but can you imagine Thursday night the line at whatever bars are in Minneapolis still after Jose Burrios Strikes out twelve and limits the the Twins to, to two hits in seven innings, and the and the uh, the Blue Jays move on. Would not be a good situation. Well, we just played Adam Thielen on Carolina. That's all. That's the only talking points the announcers must have had, and we made it out of that one. So, um, how how do you see the path going? So, take us through kind of game one. Let's just start there. What are the what type of game do the Twins want to see? And the pitching matchup, and maybe, maybe what wouldn't be good for the Twins, what the Blue Jays would like to see. You know, I think that um, the the Twins are going to face a Cy Young. I don't want to say contender, but he's going to get votes in Kevin Gossman. Um, but the other option was Justin Verlander, and I don't care if he's older than you. I don't care if he's older than me. Um, I don't care who he's married to. It's not Taylor Swift. It's Kate Upton. Um, Verlander is a big game pitcher and we all know that. So I, avoiding him in game one is, is great. Um, so Kevin Gossman, you know, won 12 games this year. Again, he's going to get some Cy Young votes. Um, but Pablo Lopez is every bit as good of a pitcher as he is and maybe more. So I think kind of the starting matchup in game one is kind of a push. Um, to me, game two, I think the Twins have the advantage. Sonny Gray definitely, um, you know, he didn't get a lot of wins this year. The poor guy. I don't have a lot of love lost for him because he's a former Yankee too, but and he likes to complain a lot. Uh, but him against Chris Bassett in, in game two, I think Sonny Gray has the advantage there. And again, game three, your guy, Joe Ryan, I don't know what's happened to him the last two months, but the the flow, maybe, maybe he should shave his head. Maybe he should go another route or something. I don't disappoint you, but. Um, no, that's not the right move. Morgan Wallen just did that. It's 
it's quite disruptive to the fan base. Joe's going to be just fine. I actually hope we don't have game three. Yeah. I'd like to carve the pumpkin tomorrow. Sonny Gray does his job in game two, and we move on to Baltimore, I think, is in the bracket with us, correct? That's who it looks like we line up against. But, yeah, I don't need that stress. I don't want the former twin, Joe Ryan, everybody second-guessing him, and is he going to give up home runs and all that. But but what, what do you – What's the path to victory? You've predicted this since the start. We're going to win a playoff series. Are they just close games and and we win the first game and then because our pitcher is a little bit better, we win the second game? Is it that simple? Do you think it's three games? What do you what do you think? I think it goes three, and I, I the uh, they would play Houston in round two if they won. Houston's the the the, uh, the two seed. So um, I think the I think the games is the game's going to be close. Um, I think the Twins had better win game one because this fan base, if, if it reaches 19, suddenly sports radio is going to be, you know, Wednesday all up in arms. So they got to win game one. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe the, maybe the Blue Jays get to Sunny Gray in game two, and then it's kind of a, all hell breaks loose game three on Thursday. But I think the games will be close. I think it will be 2-1, 3-2. Um, you know, this is a team that you look at what they did in 2022. They were just awful defensively. They were terrible. They're a pretty good defensive team this year. And that's, you know, you think back to the Houston series a few years ago where they just were, again, awful defensively. Good teams that win playoff games don't have holes in, in the infield and the outfield. And I, they're in a pretty good spot right now. And actually with Royce Lewis DHing, it probably um, might make them a little bit better in, in the field. So they just got to feel the balls. They got to throw the ball. They got to strike out some guys and, you know, maybe get a key. I don't think that they're going to hit a lot of home runs, but – Get a couple of two hit two two out hits by Royce Lewis and we'll be all set. Do you have any you predicted the lineup going against Verlander in an article you wrote for Pull Tab Sports? What uh any major lineup changes that you expect in game one? I don't think so. Um, you know, again with, with Lewis in there, you're gonna see um Julian, you know, at second base. He's not necessarily your uh, prototypical leadoff guy, but he's done pretty well this year. He did struggle in the last month or so. Um, you know, it's it's going to all about it's going to be about Correa and, and Lewis, but Lewis is going to take care of himself. Is Correa going to be the guy who hit two thirty? Is he going to be the it's my time pounding his chest guy? Uh, you know, I grounded into thirty double plays this year. I mean, Christian Vasquez is about as fast as the guy down the street, and he grounded into eleven. So. Um, Curry is just, you know, he bats in a spot in the lineup where he can't afford to do that. He's got to put the ball in play in other areas. Um, so I think those two guys are, are going to drive the bus, but they're going to have to get a, a Ryan Jeffers hit here and there. They're going to have to get, you know, uh, Polanco is one of the least heralded players in this team. And I just, I think he brings so much to him. So Lewis and Correa can't do it all. They're going to have to drive the bus, but they'll have to get a couple of hits in, in certain situations. And then, you know, I think the, the thing that people haven't really thought of is, both closers in this series, Jordan Romano for the uh, Blue Jays and then John Duran for the Twins, they're lights out, but neither one of them um, has much playoff experience. Duran has nothing, and Romano got lit up one one game last year in the Wild Card Series. So, um, you know, 3-2 game in the eighth inning, ninth inning, it's a lot different in October uh, than it is June, July. And then what about uh... – Kepler really played well down the stretch. Do you think he'll be an impact guy in the playoffs? I think he will. You know, I mean, Twins fans had his head in a platter for half the year, and um, 
and years prior. And he's really, I think maybe the pressure of the trade deadline being gone had a great, uh, you know, second half of the year, great, especially the last two months. So those guys um, are going to, are going to make a difference. And, you know, Kepler's, or he's been around long enough to know that, um, know how to play in these games. You think uh, with Taylor Swift coming in probably for the Chiefs game, you think she just maybe just heads into town early and catches some of these Twins games, maybe watches Joe pitch on Thursday? I mean, post up at the Four Seasons in Minneapolis. Why wouldn't you? Maybe she does, and I, I tell you why, because you can get into this, these games. I'm going to talk to you about this. And Taylor, she she could buy her own ticket for this. Um, I'm a little bit upset at how cheap you can get into, into Twins playoff games this week. I know it's 3.30, 8. I know it's work days. Um, $7 today, going great to get into the stadium. I have le- legitimate friends in my life who are trying to sell their uh, face value tickets in the upper level for 50-something dollars, and I'm like, seven dollars on subhub today so let's get those up to like 15 you know i, I don't think I, maybe i can maybe i can swing one day um if my boss is listening to this but let's let's not be the atlanta braves in the 90s and not show up to the world series because nothing's guaranteed let's get out there at one o'clock in a patio have some fun it's gonna be 84 degrees on tuesday uh and let's let's you know get that stadium and, and go in there and don't be polite and don't be all minnesota about it Pretend to bleacher creatures at Yankee Stadium, and uh, and make some noise and make it hard on Toronto. This has to be fake news. Seven dollars. Okay, tomorrow, three thirty-eight home game one. Let's see StubHub. I want two tickets. Okay, holy buckets. Twelve dollars, thirteen dollars, fourteen dollars. It's unbelievable. It's a it's a major league baseball playoff game. They haven't won a playoff game in, in decades. Not really, two decades. Um, but so that's, all just, that's just scar tissue. I, I mean, that's horrible. So you can go to this game for twelve bucks. And there are people taking a bath because, and I, you know, playoff tickets. The playoff strips are are not cheap. Now, if you wanted to buy a World Series ticket right now, I think it would go for about twelve hundo. Um, and you know, wait for the refund. But yeah, you can get in cheapest. So if you're on the fence, if you've, you know, if you you know that they can't lose the Yankees this time. I was at the uh, 2019. I was at Game Three when the Yankees swept them, and it was now the tendency again around here. You know, if your team gets down early, it's the fatalist view, and oh well, it's over. Um, well, it's not over. There's nine innings. If you're down five runs in the fifth, you can still score six. Um, these fans around here got to step it up and pretend it's a wild playoff game and and get after it. Yeah, that's that is that's a tough look, and I, I really you know the Twins are the team that have done it before. You know they've 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 kept their promise before eighty seven, ninety one. So why wouldn't they be the ones to bring us back? I, you know, I, I think if they're you're going to trust anybody. Plus, Darth Vader's gone. No Yankees. Right. And, you know, this is a team, even since the Yankees beat them in 2019, I think there might be three guys left. There's nobody on this team. You think Joe Ryan and that hair cares about – Joe Ryan's hair cares about any prior performances? Entirely new team. Um, you know, I, I saw something – one of the papers in town talked to a statistician who maybe was even a twin season to throw her, and it's, I think it's a one in 69 billion chance to lose 18 straight playoff games, so – I don't want to say the odds are in their favor, 
Um, also, every game is just individual result, but still, can't, it can't go on any longer. It's time. Well, and, and it is only three players, I believe, that were on the team when they last lost one. Paul Molitor was on the radio this afternoon, and he had a good line. He said, it's really about the first game. Because if you do lose the first game, then you're a part of it. Now right. you're now you're part of 19. In a and this row. is best of three. So know. the so pucker factor is real high. Yeah, so you gotta get out, get out quick and get after it. Um, what are are you any little um kind of thinking man's uh baseball things on Toronto, things to watch, things the twins might be able to do against this team any imagine you're one of the manning brothers and you were in a little square on the side of my television what what are you telling me uh tomorrow at 338 um I, middle the middle relief if you if you can get to the starters you're not going to do much against romano so i think um you know the twins bullpen maligned as it might be and our guy emilio pagan was i i was wrong i'll admit it um, but there's a little bit of an opening there against that Blue Jays bullpen. If you can, you know, get into it in the fourth or fifth inning and maybe score three or four runs and put a couple of crooked numbers up and all of a sudden, you know, everybody can relax. If you, if you put up three runs in the first inning, take the year they did it against the Yankees and then gave up like 15 runs the next inning. If you can put up three in the first, everybody takes a breath. Those $7 tickets become 20 because people are leaving work downtown and they're like, I'm going to go be a part of this. I'm on board. I'm going to see a major league baseball playoff game. Yeah, I like it. I uh, do you have any? You seem like you're on the Royce wagon that you think um, he's going to come through. Uh, he's a clutch performer. He gets better on a big stage. We saw that with the Grand Slams. Anybody else you expect to have a a great three game series for the Twins? Who's going to have a great three game series? I think Eddie Julian. Um, you know. I think in another year you'd be talking about him maybe as, as rookie of the year and a, a candidate. Um, here's a guy who was relatively on, he wasn't unheralded, but I don't think anybody expected him to come up this year and make a difference. Um, and he's done everything they asked. He's DH, he's played second base. He's pretty good in the field. He walks a lot. Um, he's got some power. You know, the guy we haven't talked about is, is both of our guy, Michael A. Taylor. I mean, he hit 20 home runs this year from the nine hole. I meant to look it up, but, there can't be another team in the league that had the nine hole period hit 20 home runs, much less one guy. Um, you know, and I, whatever, we're not going to spend any time in this podcast talking about Byron Buxton, but they're not going to miss Buxton this playoffs, at least in his current state. Cause Taylor um, again, 20 home run guy. If Buxton's a hundred on Madden 99, uh, you know, Taylor's a 98 in the outfield. And I think he's a guy who on that stage, again, um, has some experience, he's going to be just fine looking up in the, into the lights in the eighth inning and making sure that he can, make, he can track down that ball in left center field. What is the deal with Buxton? He just, he's just never going to play again, or what's the, what's going on? I mean, you know, he went to St. Paul for rehab. Of course, he, he took him out because he was still not feeling great. Um, you know, they didn't have a playoff series to kind of get a little more action in. I think maybe you could see him if they advance past round one, but honestly, why at this point? You know, maybe he could be a pinch runner or something, but it, what value? And when he is good, he is the best player on that team, maybe number two now behind uh, Lewis. But what is he going to do for you this October that Taylor can't, that Lewis can't? Like it, is there a guy in that lineup 
save for Christian Vasquez or, and that's it really that you're going to pinch hit Byron Buxton in a big spot for with 300 at bats and none of them in the last two or two and a half months. It's just, I hope he figures it out. I hope they figure it out with him. He's a super talented guy. They got a lot of money um, tied up, but I just, and in a way I think it's been good that he hasn't played the last two and a half, three months because there's no real, it was a bit of a question when he came back to St. Paul, you know, is he going to play in the outfield, whatever, but um, it's kind of been good just to have that distraction out of the way. And honestly, that's probably, you look at when the twins resurgence happened, it was kind of when the Buxton question, it's really when Taylor started to play really well too. And all right, I, I'm the guy out here. Um, you know, no questions asked. Hey, you want to talk about apples for a minute? Yeah. I love apples. apples. I got some, uh, what do I have upstairs? I have some Cortland apples. I yeah. smoked about six of them yesterday in a nice applesauce. Yeah. You know what you don't have is any big apples because they're not in the playoffs, the Yankees. But <laughs> any other apple, you're going to want to get some Jimmy's yeah. caramel dip. I've given you some tubs of this stuff. I yeah. know you've gone through them. There's nothing better. You can make apple nachos. You can dip your pretzels in it, slice up your apples, have that healthy treat, you know, like you're getting an applesauce with your Happy Meal. There's nothing better. And it's that time of year. We got playoff baseball. We go from checkers to chess. Everything matters more now. I can't believe the tickets are only seven bucks. Hell, for 10, 12 bucks, you could go to a playoff game and get a tub of Jimmy's Caramel Apple Dip for your ride home. Um, so please check it out. Go to Cub Foods. Look for the, the Caramel Apple Dip right next to the apples. It's usually in a big stack. I have found that the, uh, the little, the, they're coming up in a six pack. And they are perfect for like the medium sized apple that like the Cortlands that you get. Just dip it in, and thirty minutes later, you're you're fat and happy. Yeah, the little minis. So give me a couple. We're gonna have a guest come on. We got a we got a wild card story. You know, Minnesota's had a lot of problems just from a sports standpoint. You know, we got to carve our pumpkins. We got to buy these tickets. We we're gonna we got a story about Kirby Puckett's jock strap as a matter of fact i have that jock strap with me but the, i'm gonna hear if you were on you that's not on me okay, you know what? if that's what it took though <laughs> game three i would i would wear that i don't know if i can fit into it we're gonna look at it in a minute here they make the world series we're gonna get that world series we gotta get that done so i'm gonna add, we'll, we'll talk for a few more minutes i'm gonna text jamie this uh jamie ogden was drafted by the Twins. He's a white bear high guy um, and played some minor league ball. He was in the rookie system for the Twins when they won um, the World Series in 91. So he has a few stories. Um, I'm just hoping he can bring some energy and tell us this Puckett story because there's a little hint of Puck in Royce Lewis, and uh, we'll see what he has to say. But what else do you uh, have? Stanzel that you think matters for tomorrow or, or I got a big time trivia question for you. Oh, this will probably won't go well, but not, not really baseball. Well, sort of baseball related. Can you name the number one movie in the country? The last time the twins won a playoff game, 18 straight losses, a bunch of division titles in there. Can you name the number one movie? I can give you one hint if you need it. The last time the twins like won a playoff game. I would like to know the year that they last won. That would help me. That would be 03, right? Yeah. Early 2000s. 
three uh, fall movie. Um, this, this is an animated film. Nemo? Oh, good answer. Your good question. Uh, no. It is, and I'm just pulling out to make sure I don't, because I don't want to, this is a big time cast. We're talking Will Smith. We're talking De Niro. We're talking Jack Black, Scorsese, Renee Zellweger, Angelina Jolie. You know what it is yet? Shark Tale. Shark Tale. Really? Shark Tale is number one movie. So it's 2004, the last time the Twins won. Is Shark Tale a DreamWorks or Disney production? It was a DreamWorks. Wow. That is quite the... That's quite the cast. That's not good. So that's a long time ago. So that was 2004. So it's been 20 years since we won a playoff game. What's the number one this well cuz we're going to so and ironically, you know what the number one movie is this this week? It's also animated Paw Patrol baby. When they win when they win the World Series this year in another 20 years we're going to say do you remember when we were both in wheelchairs who what was the number one movie when this wins won the World Series, and we're going to say Paw it was, Patrol, it was Paw the Patrol. mighty movie. Paw Patrol, yeah. This is another really positive sign, though. We got the hat with the weird M, just like we had in 87-91 only. No one remembers. Go look at the pictures. Go online. Type in 1987 World Series champs, 1991 World Series champ. Click Google image, and it's, it's the weird M with the triangle underneath it. It's not this, but at the time... It was very different. Now we're on board with this. We got Royce giving us that mojo. Man, we got good pitching. The last time we had good pitching was probably back right around that 2004 time. Santana, you know, Santana did some good things. He was the he was a starter in the last win, actually. Um, Lariano was that was the era, right? And so now we have the pitching again, and it's just up to see how we do. You know. And, you know, I don't want – the Twins are young. Lewis is going to be around for a long time. We're not going to see Sonny Gray next year. He's going to be somewhere else. Um, starting pitching-wise, this team is built to make a run, and it would really behoove them to do it. Um, you know, Lopez locked in for a long time. Ryan's going to be a solid number two. You know, they, they left Bailey over off the – you know, it's a three-game series, so he obviously wasn't going to start. So, Ken Maeda is obviously the long, the, uh, long guy in the bullpen, but – you know, say the unthinkable happens tomorrow and uh, Pablo Lopez is, you know, gets lit up early. Their, their long relief options are not great. So, um, but, you know, it's October. Everybody's on deck. If you can, if you can get five guys to throw an inning, you're, they'll all be ready the next day too. So, uh, but having Kenta Maeda in there in case, you know, it, you got Ryan on Thursday and uh, hair gets in his face. He gives, you know, gets hit or something. Um, Maeda's, you know, has had a really good year considering what he's come back from. Uh, and I would trust him, you know, coming into the second inning of a three nothing game and holding the Blue Jays down for a while. Awesome. Hey, Jamie Ogden's in the waiting room. I'm going to let him in here. We'll, okay. we'll get a couple stories out of him. Hold on. What's, What's going, going on? on? How, how are you? Uh, are you getting excited for some playoff baseball? This is Ryan host of the make love, not war podcast. You already know me, but, uh, Twins prospect back in the day, Jamie Ogden. How are you feeling uh, seeing the team back in the playoffs? Well, it's pretty exciting, you know, to have uh, something meaningful this time of year. You know, the Vikings got a win, so we almost got meaningful football. But uh, no, it's pretty good. Ryan, nice to meet you. And yeah, John's a legend. I uh, 
I didn't know if I'd ever get on one of your shows without having a mullet. You know. <laughs> well, it's the least. This is the least amount of hair ever on a pull tab podcast, even with Kinger on board for sure. Hey, uh, Jamie, I got, a, I got a question for you. Uh, before I know Kinger's got some fun stuff, but uh, and this is fun too. You were in rookie ball in '91 when they won. Did you just happen to think you know they just won again in '87? Were you like this is every year? Like this is the like this is going to happen? Did you get spoiled a little bit early on? Yeah, you know, at that point, you're like, you know, this is going to roll. Because, you, you know, you start being around someone like Kirby Puckett and some of those guys, especially Puck, who, you know, they just had that championship vibe, you know, where they just got the best out of people and that, that transcended the whole organization. Unfortunately, a stop before I got there. But, uh, but yeah, no, it had that vibe like, hey, you know what, this is, this is going to be a rinse and repeat. Tell us a little bit about your background, Jamie. How would you, you know... We've looked you up on, you know, on the internet and everything else. But if you're at a cocktail party explaining uh, your baseball background, how do you how do you describe what do you, how do you tell that story? Ah, you know, just really, just really wanted to grow. I when I was growing up, I wanted to be Dominique Wilkins, and that didn't quite pan out. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> got close. Uh, yeah. but no, uh, you know, just growing up, loving the game, baseball, playing every sport like we all did. You know, I played my fair share of street hockey, too. But uh, but baseball was an ob became an opportunity thanks to uh, being in the uh, Junior Olympic Festival because we didn't have the traveling teams like they do now to get that kind of exposure. So I wound up just being seen by a lot of teams and, and uh, wound up getting lucky by being drafted by the hometown team. So I was like the poorer, but better looking version of Mauer back in the day, I guess. Yeah, who's I more who's that. more famous at, at White Bear? You or Ryan Carter? You, right? Oh, it better be better be Carter, Brunzel, and now it's Kinger. I mean Kinger's up there, for goodness sakes. Even though he's a cake eater originally, we accept him. Hey, keep that on the download. So when you were in the organization, <laughs> yeah. Who who are the who of the twins greats did you uh well we'll tell the pocket story in a minute here, but <laughs> Who are some of the other the people with the swagger that you felt, whether it's a manager or a player, that really had the Twins culture down, you know, as a young guy that you looked up to and maybe had an experience with some of them? Sure. Well, uh, from like a coaching standpoint, it was Gardy. Um, you know, of course, he learned it from TK. Uh, TK, by the time we got there, me, when I say we, just kind of my group of guys as they matured, uh like you know the big poppies and the koskies and and guys that you know were supposed to be power hitters but but he didn't like strikeouts too much so it was kind of hard to be a power hitter in that way but but Gardy took that and took it to another level of uh not necessarily winning uh as far as world series so i'm not taking anything from tk just Gardy took it to a whole new level of of just how he respected people um and and kept that twins way alive um, so I, I owe a lot to, to Ron, uh, but as far as players, I mean, really big poppy and, and T-Nut story hunter, they, they took, they took what Kirby had and they had the charisma and, and, and Kirby poured into guys like that and, uh, really took the, took it to a whole new level, uh, for the next generation. That's What's your take on analytics? I, this is like a, I, I'm old school enough where. I think sometimes we depend too much on it, and especially maybe a guy like Rocco. Um, what do we think is is some of the feel that that Gardy feel 
Is too much of that taken out of the game nowadays? Overall, not just the Twins. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say so. I mean, one, one of the most epic moments when remember that when they showed Kent Herbeck over over seventeen against left-handed hitters, and he was coming up with the bases loaded in the World Series, and he hit the grand slam. Uh, it was one of those moments where it's like, you know what? This is one of my leaders. I'm going to stick with one of my leaders. Statistically, I know this is a TK move. Statistically, I know it's probably uh, there might be a different option. However, uh, I want to stay with one of my gamers. He's one of the guys that got me here, and, and, he, and it paid off. So there's there's definitely moments like that. However, I do understand the statistical analysis, and and it's easier to be make those decisions than, right? If you've got all the stats behind it, then it is yeah. to – you know, just go with my gut. Hey, I'm going to give this guy another inning or, you know, who's going to tell Jack Morris, hey, statistically, you shouldn't be pitching the 10th. Well, you're out of here. Gonna, yeah, or, or Herbeck for that matter. Hey, you're you're not yeah. hitting here. Exactly, exactly. So, Jamie, um, I had this little bag uh, dropped off on my front steps here, and um, it's uh, it's just this, this jock strap here, you know, we got on the front of it, right on puck, and then on the back, puck at thirty-four. Uh, I got to hear the story of what's the. I might have to put this on at some point if we need it. But, but what's the story? Well, give me a couple Kirby stories. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, I, I mean, you showed the job. Well, here I'll start with this. Kirby. Kirby was a guy who um, included everybody. He's a guy that, uh, you know, I'm blessed uh, I emulate him still. It was interesting because here I'm, you know, how would he call it? Uh, he had three guys he called his sons. It was Jock Jones, Tory Hunter, and Matt Lawton. And then after a while, we kind of realized that we kind of had a similar spirit. And so he says, you know what, I'm going to call you my adopted son. And I'm like, wait, 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 why I got to be adopted? And he's like. <laughs> I don't want to be explaining to people why I got a white kid. So that's, he, he just always found a way to, you know, include every person in whatever was going on, whatever shenanigans, whatever leadership stuff. Um, so still to this day, even though we come from completely different backgrounds and completely different sets of, you know, just upbringing, uh, you know, he's still one of my favorite people of all time. Um, not just because of the winning, but because he's just the kind of person that, uh, you know, you can go out and you can screw up in front of the world and he'll just stand right with you. Uh, that's what it was so hard when the twins kind of divorced him, so to speak, when it came to needing to get their, you know, they wanted to get, get funding. Right. And, uh, with the Kirby stuff going down, they, they kind of divorced him, so to speak. And that's not his style. You know, he, you know, someone messes up, he's, he's going to be right there with them. And, and so that was really hard to watch, but the jock now now this story actually i don't i've never heard of that are you, I, are you, did you just make that or <laughs> i sure i sure hope not <laughs> i hope it has some i hope it has some legitimacy otherwise uh i don't know maybe uh some early trick-or-treaters left you're take it down off ebay if it's not legit Exactly. <laughs> so this is yeah this is a cool story so early in the season in 91 uh the clubhouse manager wayne hadaway which is a whole that would be like three hours of of stories but uh he had a box full of stuff and inside it and i i looked in it and i'm like this is game worn stuff so uh, i was looking through it and you know undershirts uh, game worn pants you know it's cool stuff that you know when you're a kid you'd be like oh this is awesome uh and then there were two jocks so 
one I kept and the other one I mailed to my grandma. <laughs> so, cause she's, she's just funny and she, Kirby was everything to her, her and him and Rick Aguilera for, for other reasons. Cause she thought Rick was pretty hot. That's my grandma. So I mail her the jock out of, you know, to be funny. Well, then of course they go on this run and now it's Homer hanky time. So she's using the jock as a Homer hanky. Right. And so this is again, 91 and game six happens. And my grandma says, you know what? Um, we need to do something to get Kirby going. And she, so we had the antennas on the TV back then. So she, as you can see, the jock's pretty wide. Yeah. Uh, Kirby's had quite a waistband, right? Look at that. And it was just like that, except it was not spread out on the TV antenna for game six. Well, that was see you tomorrow night, you know, and, and uh, just the great, <laughs> great, one of the greatest games someone could play. So the funny part about that is our house, my parents' house was on the market at the time. So and it wasn't like today's market. Well, if you had a showing, you, you're like, the house is ready. Let's go. I mean, but grandma wouldn't take down the jock. <laughs> so the agent had to call the other agent and explain that, you know, when you see the house and you see the jock, this is why. God, that's so good. Um, uh, they yeah. didn't buy the house, though. That's I don't know. They didn't buy the house, so. No, but you know what? They missed out. I have you been watching the twins this year, Jamie? Yes, sir. Yep. Love watching the twins. Okay, who do you uh when you talk about that twins way and you know the tradition and the culture, who do you, who who jumps out at you on their roster, whether it's a position player or a pitcher? Who do you think is gonna help them get over the hump in these this first series here? Well, first of all, it's great that they you know, have the pitching that they do. And I love that Pablo Lopez is their ace because, you know, what he did in the World Classic for Venezuela, um, he just looked like that guy. I miss a rise, but I'm grateful we've got this gentleman here. But, um, you know, it's interesting. The, uh, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how Royce Lewis can pick up the bat, uh, you know, after being – I haven't looked at the reports. I'm assuming he's on the roster. Okay. Um, he and he and Alice Kirilov together coming up through the system, or or just remind me a lot of the. Um, it's not it's not the same dynamic, but the puck at Herbeck, the fire and ice, kind of deal. Um, and they won a lot of, a lot together in the minors, and uh, I don't know. They just got this cool confidence and certainty and faith, and then Royce has the the pucket more of the pucket. Uh, and Tori and David Ortiz, um, uh, you know, just zest. And, uh, but then you got Alex who's more like, more like Maurer and it's just consistent and I'm going to be here. And between those two guys, of course, then you got, you got guys have been there and done that with Correa, right? Um, there, there's, there's nothing he, you know, he's going to have that swagger and certainty that that you need and and an underrated guy is like a Vasquez he he has that too and to have a guy like Vasquez back there with I mean he might not be catching every game but for him to be back there with the pitchers in those moments and Vasquez has been there done that we just have some elements that are unique and I think that uh that that'll 
you know, I, I wonder if we're going to, if, if we win a game tomorrow, are we going to storm the field? You think? <laughs> the the left field foul pole I heard is, is in, is in play. How, getting back to Royce for a second. I think we yeah. all, we all think the same thing. You know, if anybody, if anybody in that team has like the pocket factor, how hard is it for a guy that young? I mean, not only young, but didn't play for most of three years, COVID, the two knee, the two knee injuries, I mean, it's it, obviously it's difficult, but how remarkable for a guy to to come in and do what he's done on the field, but also just that way he leads when you just haven't played any ball and you're I, you're so young. It's it's, re, it's truly remarkable what he's done. It is remarkable, and, and you know he's earned it. Uh, you know they've been, you know whether you're on the big league team or not, you know, and you're in spring training with these guys a lot, you know. You, you know, back in my day, I wasn't on the 25-man roster, but on the 40-man, you get to be around these people a lot. And so when you see someone like Royce who goes through the hardships that he that he did, and then for him to have the attitude and the uh, – not just attitude about faith, about him getting healthy again, uh, but supporting people throughout the whole process each time and, uh, and then hitting the field with – you know, how do you not – how do you not look at that guy as a leader, right? And then for him to for him to perform, obviously you can't be a true leader unless you are also performing. Uh, that's the part that blows me away is, is that's how good he is. And I heard Molitor talk about him once. Um, so here, here's Paul Molitor. He's seen everything, right? He's seen all the great hitters. He's seen not so great hitters. He's been in bad. He, he's a... a, a big time student of the game and he used to talk about how amazed he was with Royce Lewis in the batting cage like in the tunnels it's like you don't hear that from guys like Molly unless it's like Cabrera or it's like wow the way the way they let the ball get so deep and they work their hands like this or like that he was just amazed at how Royce could make adjustments so quick and that's where he's been successful uh, especially in the show. They got all the video on you. They got all the stats on you, right? Well, the players that can make those adjustments are the ones that succeed, and he's been able to do that. Do you have any predictions, Jamie? The, You know, it's been uh, 2004 since we won a playoff game. We were hosting three games, maybe only two if we that's all we need. But what do you think happens uh, this week? Well, part well. First of all, I want them. I'm going to say we're going to at least win a game. We're going to win a game. However, what's the Bears' hockey streak? Is that 19 games now? I think it might. I think it's 18. It's right about the same. (laughs) Don't bring that up. Yeah, White Bear High School hockey first game of the tournament. I think they're 0 and 18, and as the same are the Twins. You're correct. They're both the same. See, I don't, I don't want white. I don't want the bear. I want the bears to win too. So I don't, I don't want that record to be kind of hanging out there and have the twins, you know, get over their hump. Maybe that means the bears will get over their hump this year. But anyway, yeah, bring that up because both stats don't, that blows my mind. Uh, but no, I think, I think with the pitching and now with the arms that we actually have, you know, we have coming out of the bullpen. I mean, you look up and everything's triple digits and. Uh, that scares the heck out of me, to be honest with you. But uh, given that, if uh, you know, if we could scratch out a few runs, we got great defense. So 
we'll see what happens. I think we got it. How do you feel if we get to a game three, you might have Joe Ryan with his beautiful, luscious mullet against uh, <laughs> former twin Barrios. Uh, what do you, how does that make you feel? Does that, does that make you pucker up a little bit or you feel good in a game three? <laughs> you know, I like, I like, uh, I like Joe Ryan's demeanor. You know, you never know until you get in these situations, but when he was playing with team USA, he hit a new level, uh, you know, right when the twins traded for him, he hit this new level in, in, in that level of play. And that's where you, you learn a lot about a guy. So he just doesn't seem to be rattled. Jose gets rattled. We've seen Jose, love Jose, great man. Um, he gets rattled pretty easy. So, you know, I like what Ober's doing. So it's like, hey, do we have him in there instead or Maeda? But uh, I like, again, I like what Joe Ryan can bring and if and if Joe Ryan's not getting that that extra ride with that spin rate on his fastball in the up, upper part of the zone, well, we got enough arms to come in and hopefully the damage isn't too much by then, right? It'll be a short lead. If he gets a game three, it'll be. We got Jordan Luplo. Jordan Luplo can come in and in a high leverage situation like the other night. That was a that was a nightmare ending to a regular season. It really was. That was so bad. Keiko um, getting covering the base. Just, you know, it's it, playoff races are great, but man, the minute the game doesn't matter, just weird stuff happens. And it's, it's unfortunate when guys get hurt. Um, you know, they, I think they were only up eight, right? So they couldn't put them in. They had to wait till they're up 10. And yeah, fun times in late September baseball. But it, it, it's the alternative of being in a game that doesn't matter because you're 30 games out. So, Exactly. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. That was great. Uh, I'll never that pocket story is just one of a kind with the uh, the rabbit ears and the jock strap, and we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> night. So, um, you know, you can buy tickets to the Twins game for twelve dollars apparently on StubHub, which is a bit concerning. So we might have to all go down there together tomorrow. Hey, uh, I'll I'll are we going to bring the Homer hanky that you got there? We might have to. Might yeah, have you to. wave, you wave that, and then then I'll then I'll definitely show up and get a video of that. I, I will yeah. let you know. Hey, we'll have you back on, man. Thanks for the stories and uh, yeah, and thanks for joining us. We'll post this tomorrow and uh, I'll send it to you. Thanks, All right, guys. God bless you all. Go Twins, right? Good one. Wow, that was uh, that was even better than I thought it would be. I mean, how about your uh? You can be my adoptive son. Why? Why do I have to be your adoptive? Well, I don't want to explain to somebody why I got white kids. I mean, that's an all-time puck moment. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's you think about you just you watch Lewis's demeanor, and I could I could see him just. I I hope he stays healthy, and I hope his team wins some games because I think that he's a guy who legends can be made of around here. Don't nominate me for that silly preposterous tournament some radio station does, but. Uh, I think Lewis, Lewis can can do this, and he can do this for the next 15 years in this town. And I've always said, you bring a winner to the Twin Cities, and I've been saying this since I got here in 2007, drinks for free forever. Like, just this town is so hungry for a winner. We have that fatalist attitude where we love talking about the losing streaks, but God, just start winning. And I think people are going to realize how fun it is to win. Winning is no. fun. Yeah, let's let's turn the – 
the M upside down and, and become Minnesota again. I took it for granted. I was at that game six with my brother that Jamie referenced. And man, at the time, you know, uh, you think it's going to come a lot more often because you just saw it. Um, it's funny. My, my dad would get one tick, you know, one game to the world series with only two tickets. So we drew straws. My middle brother went with them in 87, myself and my youngest, brother went in 91 together and little did we know it would be decades and decades till we'd have another another chance um, it's crazy isn't it it's easy to be a yankee fan you know i've had i've had world series tickets twice in my life and both those times the, it's been a sweep so if uh if it's if the twins are playing the miami marlins who are on your you're on your hat there the m looks like the miami marlins Not the they're miami. in the world series and uh, and the Twins win game one. I'll buy tickets to game five, and that way it'll be a sweep. Oh, great. Hey, I'm going to do two more ad reads here, and then we're going to finish with a couple minutes parting thoughts. But I think this one's appropriate. Um, we have a new sponsor, and it's a couple of twins, believe it or not. Five-foot-two blonde real estate agents in the Yoakum Real Estate Group. If you've ever wanted to clone yourself, and I know you have, that's basically – what you get here. You get a full team, two people. One of them's a lawyer by trade. The other one's got more of a creative artsy background, and they're going to support you the whole way, whether you're buying or selling. Yoakum Real Estate takes it way, takes real estate way past smiling faces on a park bench or just throwing you a set of keys and having you do the rest. You, they're always working for you. It's a one-stop shop with two people helping you all the time. Sarah and Jody will take care of you. So when it comes to your biggest asset, think twice and call the twins at Yoakum Real Estate. That's yoakumrealestategroup.com for more info. And finally, we are sponsored by Unreal. Unreal just did a huge Vikings drop this week. And these are basically the guys doing the coolest hometown stuff, right? So as uh, Portland, Oregon is to Nike or Beaverton, as Baltimore is to Under Armour. Unreal, U-N-R-L, is our independent brand crafted around the athlete. They do all the hot drops for the Vikings. You've seen them even with some of the Minnesota Wild stuff. Check them out. You buy one item of Unreal, and I guarantee it'll be the thing you reach for in your closet. Go to unrl.co, that's .co, not .com, .com and use promo code POLTAB15 for 15%. Those sweatshirts are so good. Man. I've got a 12-year-old yeah, daughter. They are. We have Did I lose you? I've Did got a 12-year-old. Like nope. Yeah, I've got a 12-year-old daughter who, you know, you get the hoodie rotation. It takes a lot to break up like the Amrakami and Fitch rotation and the uh, that sweatshirt, the the maroon Minnesota hockey one, couldn't get off her for three days. Yeah, it's, I wore their golf pants for the first time this week, and I don't, I've never worn pants playing golf, believe it or not. It was kind of nice. I liked it. I felt quite sophisticated. So yeah, check them out. Hey, what's your parting thought? I uh, I'm thinking, I don't know. I might have to go to this game tomorrow, man. Can't go to my way. I think a game. I think a game three. A game three would be. You know, maybe the tickets would be up to twenty, twenty-two by then. Um, you know, I think. I think this probably goes three games. I think the Twins still win. I think 
it's a little bit surprising to me. I, I look like like the athletic staff, I think 65% of them picked the Blue Jays. I think most people think the Blue Jays are going to win here, but you know, neither team's really been in this position before. The players they have, again, maybe the maybe the uh, the Blue Jays have a little more playoff pedigree in their starting nine, but it's, it's going to be if you if you score four runs, you're going to win the game. If you score three, you're probably going to win a game. You're going to be close games. You know, these games they might be done before the next game starts. You might be looking at a two-hour, five-minute playoff game, which growing up a Yankees fan, you didn't get those. Um, but yeah, I think. I think the atmosphere, the Twins deserve to have people there who are going to be loud and, um, you know, make a little afternoon happy hour out of it. But I, I think they, I think they win in three. Um, I don't know. If they, I don't know if they can beat, you know, Houston, the Astros weren't very good this year until, you know, I mean, they, whatever they did what the Astros do. They turn it on come playoff time, but you get by the, who knows that with, with the three pitchers, two, and then maybe three, uh, starters that they have, they're going to be in every series. They're not get, not going to get blown out. Um, you know, the things that derails a lot of playoff teams is you get one game that's like a bullpen game, and then because your starter gets rocked, and then you just never quite catch up. But those those two guys are going to give them seven innings, hopefully each game, and you save the bullpen for the for when you need it. You need you know Fieldbar in the eighth and Duran in the ninth, and then wet Thursday if you need more more bullpen, you've got it. I like it. I'll close with just Minnesota needs this. That's my three words. And um, why not the twins to get us going in the right direction again? And, and why not have it be Joe Ryan in game three? He's got that left coast calm. He is a calm guy. That's one of the reasons I enjoy watching him pitch. He's just kind of, he's quick and he's, he's calm. And so I think he'd, he'd handle the stage quite nicely. And even if he doesn't, like you said, it can quickly turn into a, buffet on Thursday and everybody gets a couple innings and we we do what we need to do but um well thanks for doing this late at night and we didn't know who they were playing until what I guess last night um yeah and actually so- I had to I had to I got off Twitter for a couple hours believe it or not and I was like oh I gotta go back on and because I well it was like a foregone conclusion they're gonna play Houston and then Toronto stuck in so this is fun I appreciate uh, the time and we will we'll be back here in a couple days and hopefully with some good news yeah let's we'll either do a uh we'll either be looking at a a, a royce lantern with a candle lit in it and a waving jock strap and uh, we'll be on to round two with a new guest or we'll do the dreaded post-mortem which i do not want oh. to do i will not be involved in that but i might on the right it. side i wrote the post i wrote the obituary last year for the twins like september one so we've already We've given it a good run in September here on uh, on Make Love Not War. We're trending. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Pull tab sports, make love, not war. Peace. Yeah, from the